I am really tired. <laughs> I'm tired too, but have you been traveling? Um, a little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, I also just haven't been sleeping well, so that like doesn't help, obviously. But I took a great nap today. Are you made up? I am. Put lipstick on? I, I do. I, I was out earlier. It's a Friday oh, okay. night. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's Friday nights. Like, it's, it's, it's a Friday night. It's like 9 o'clock, which means you've come home at 9. <laughs> I came home at 9. I left something to come home to record this. Oh, okay. You're going to go back out? Folks, it's Memorial Day weekend as we're recording this. I'm going out of town tomorrow morning, so no. Oh, okay. I'm like in. Hopefully. I didn't know if you were using this as like, guys, I'd love to stay out longer, but I just, my co-host is making me come. I in. definitely threw a lot of shade at you. I was like, this guy. <laughs> That's okay. I, I accept that. Anytime anyone can use me as a reason to go to go to bed early, I'm cool with that. Yes. Um, I took a, my, my company does half day Fridays in the summer, so this was our first one, and uh, I took a great nap this afternoon, and it was, oh yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it was much needed. Well, how, how, how are you? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all right. When's the last time we recorded? You know, I, I feel like we have some listeners who would be able to tell us when that is. It may not have been in the month of May. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been a while. It's been an interesting last few weeks for me. I don't know if we, like, did last time, did we talk about my kidney stone issues and all that? You and I have talked about your kidney stone issues on, yeah. offline. I don't know if we've, the listeners know, but guys, Ryan has another kidney stone. <laughs> Well, I guess I had. I guess we've talked about that first. Well, that's the thing. It's not another kidney stone. Did I tell you that part? No, it's the same one. It's the same one. I've had it for a year. Wh- why did it go dormant for a year and then like come back? I don't know, but the urologist looked at it and looked at the thing. He's like, it's in the exact same spot. It's the exact same size. He's like, this has got to be the same one. Look at it. And he was like showing me the CT scan. He's like, that's the same one. I'm like, do they do that? He goes, sometimes. So they're going to go in and get it. Oh. I'm super excited about that. Well, I, mean, I think you should be excited to have that, like, finally out of you. But what is, ooh, do I want to know what the process is for that? Uh, I don't, it's, I mean, they're going in the route you think they're going to go in. So, I mean, is that like an outpatient procedure? Nope, I'm going to go under and everything, so. Right, but are you going to spend the night in the hospital? No, okay. I have to. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's. It, I'm sorry. It's not. It. Yeah. It's an outpatient. So I'll be. They said I could go into work the next day, but I'm like, I'm taking a day off after that. I'm sorry. So my mom will be happy to hear that I'm saying this. My mom and I always say double or potentially triple the recovery time that they give you, especially if you're going under full anesthetic, because mm-hmm. it just takes a while for that to work out of your system, and you have like weird. Well, that's reactions. what. That's what my boss said. My boss. I, I told my boss. I go. I also, because I'm having it on a Thursday, I'm like, I also took that Friday off. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, they told me I could go in after work. He's like, don't come in. Yeah, no. He's like, unless you feel awesome. <laughs> he's like, anything less than awesome, don't come in. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you, wait, have you ever been under, like, full anesthetic before? That's, I got to be 100% honest, Laurel. It's kind of creeping me out. Because I did when I was a little kid. And I had my wisdom teeth out, and I was kind of under for that. But, like... Not really. Not like this. So, yeah. I, I think... So, I was... I want to say I was, like... I wasn't Twilight for Wisdom Teeth. I was, like, fully under. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how I know I have really bad reactions to full anesthetic. Um, so, anytime it's, like, you could go into full anesthetic, I'm, like, oh, that's, like, I'm going to be out of commission for three or four days. So... Mm, I don't like that. Also, well, there's a chance if they go in, they might have to put a stint in, which that's... Boy, I'm not sure I want to tell... I've, go look up how you get a stint out. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not fun. Is, is it not like stitches where they just kind of just kind of goes away on its own? <laughs> no. Oh. N- no. I mean, would you like to hear? It's kind of disturbing. Do, do, do they have to go in and remove the stent? So, well, yes, you can do that. Well, you can do that. What happens is the stent is in, and we'll probably cut this part out. The stent is in, so we'll have that music again, and mm-hmm. then we'll have you screaming when you hear. And then there is a a a a line that comes out of your penis mm, mm-hmm. and just dangles there or they tape it to your leg or whatever and then some doctors let you take it out yourself wait you just like tug and i guess i'm in a, a small room at my office where they have phones and she tells me that and i at this i swear to god this is how loud it was 
what? Like, <laughs> it was that loud. And she's like, well, I mean, you can come in if you want, and that'll be fine. <laughs> and I'm like, no. I'm like, he's like, I, I'm like, I, I, I don't want to do that. Even if he lets me do that, I don't want to do that myself. Ugh. Tara had an in, in, in endoscopy once uh-huh. where she had to leave something in her stomach, and they were doing measurements. And then at the end, they... Oh. Had her do that out her nose, and she goes, "That's the worst thing that's ever happened." And I'm like, "I think I found a worse one." <laughs> well, it's—I mean, it's funny because it sounds not unlike a tampon. That's what I've heard, but I—I I don't know. And I—I I mean, maybe I probably should have had this conversation with my wife before <laughs> I had it with you. But like, it's something that's inside my bladder, like. Yeah, that's I the thing. Tampon, I feel like tampons, a tampon yeah, they don't, like, it doesn't go anywhere near your bladder. It's different. Yeah, I mean, different it, it just feels like an. In, it's, I mean, it's kind of an internal organ. Like I, but a bladder is flat out an internal organ. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah! I just I well the thing is it's also and and I would like to keep as much of this in the episode as possible because I you know I I don't want to be that person who's like it's we're, what we're talking about is purely clinical. Yeah. Like, but. The other thing that kind of sucks is, like, this is two weeks before Vegas. Oh, I'm going to go to Vegas. Yeah. So if I get a stint, two, they want you usually want you to keep it in for two weeks, and then you get it out. So there's probably a good chance I'm going to go to – if I get a stint, I'm going to go to Vegas with a stint in. But anyway, Wait, do, I just can, – can we, can we talk a little bit about your trip to Vegas? Because I remember many yeah. moons ago when you were like, hey, on Facebook people, going to Vegas, what do you recommend? And I was, like, cracking my knuckles, like, all righty. Buckle up. So, I think I recommend a Magic Mike Live, and you shot me down. I, I, I think I, quite, I think my dog's at the door. I think I, 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 I shot you down, but I gave you a parachute. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't harshly. I feel, oh, I, I feel like it was fairly rude. I feel like it was fairly rude. Maybe, possibly. For somebody um, who's never been to Magic Mike Live, and I can say it was very good. Not just for the gyrating men. <laughs> I'm fine. So what we're doing instead, uh, it's just, you know, you know, Laurel, I went to Tara and it just won't fit in our schedule. Um, what we're, and we're actually staying an extra night. We ended up adding an extra night because how many nights are you there? Uh, I think Wednesday through Sunday, like early Sunday, we're coming back. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. You will be ready to leave by then. Is it Thursday? I don't remember what we're doing. Every but we're going to see Reba while we're there. <gasps> Reba McIntyre. That's the reason for going. Okay. Um, and then we're going to go see. There's a mag- magician in our uh, hotel. We're going to go see that. What What uh, hotel are you staying at? We can bleep it out. The Link. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, And so we're going to be doing that. And then I think we're doing the big Ferris wheel there. That Hi, Leo. Yeah. The big, the big Ferris the wheel The high there. roller. That's what's the called. The high roller. And Tara got us. I think we're doing the the one where you have open bar yes. for the whole time you're in there. When I did it, it was like 1 p.m. So I wasn't really doing it. I was there for work. So I wasn't doing an open bar. Right. So we're, we're in that, that uh, hotel. So we thought that'd be fun. What else are we doing? So we got a bunch of lists of stuff to do. We're going to go to Old Vegas, check that out. Yes. I, I'm embarrassed to say for the first time, I've been to Vegas now probably a dozen times, and for the first time this last trip, I went to Old Vegas, and mm-hmm. I had a blast. Go to the Neon Museum. Go on a yeah, nighttime yeah, yeah. tour of it. It's Our tour guide was like, hi, I'm, I don't remember what his name was, I'm so-and-so, and like, I'm a tour guide here and a Vegas historian, and I was like, oh, that's a job? <laughs> and my, my friend who I was with, Clark, was like, that's going to be your retirement job, isn't it? You're going to just move to Vegas and be a Vegas historian and give tours of the Neon Museum. And I was like, that sounds amazing! <laughs> I, I, well, I was going to say, I bet he doesn't get paid much, but I'm pretty sure living in Vegas is pretty dirt cheap. Yeah, pretty cheap. I think the recession hit Vegas very hard. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so we've got a list of a bunch of stuff to do, and there's, like, restaurants we want to go to and stuff like that, but got that list somewhere i need to look at it again um i think we're trying to keep it pretty open because we have a tendency to overbook ourselves yeah that's that's smart also the one thing that people never really remember about vegas is that how far away everything is so if you're walking places like it's going to take you 15 minutes to get from bellagio to caesars and they're next door to each other yeah, 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 that's what I tried to explain to Tara, and she's like, "No, we'll be fine." I'm like, "We're gonna be Ubering more than you think we are." Yeah, and um, yeah, or like, you just like walk as traffic is bad, so you're like, "I'm just gonna walk." But even so, you're just like, "Oh my gosh, everything is so far. Everything just takes a long way time to get places." Do they still uh, have the dudes with the no like, with, with the car- cards of ladies? Um, yes, I have seen 
I don't even know if I saw any of them on my last trip. Also, I don't know if I walked down the stretch of the strip where they were the most prolific, but I think they've really cut down on their, like, passing when, out of flyers. When I went for the first time in 2002, um, we just, it was me and a bunch of friends, and we just started collecting them. Mm-hmm. Like, there were... There was an obscene amount of them, just all like we just be like, here, I haven't had seen that one yet. And it was like baseball cards. We'd be like, do you have a a a, a, a Lucille? No, okay, I don't Lucille. There's no prostitute named Lucille who's under the age of eighty. Oh, um, hey, there's but you know what I mean. We're just like trading cards. Do what? There's something for everyone in Vegas. So <laughs> yeah. And then we were like, we were, we'd wait till we got drunk and then we'd like call. We were, we were 21 and we were like calling and hanging up and be like, oh my God, <laughs> like so stupid. So the first time I went to Vegas was with uh, an ex-boyfriend of mine and he got handed so many of those cards while we were walking together down the strip. I was like, excuse me, his girlfriend is they right just, here. <laughs> they just see a dude or well, they don't know. You could have been That's like, we, we could have been you swingers. could be Thursday and they're trying to get him prepared for Friday or whatever. True. Also, we could have been swingers. Who knows? There you go. Yeah. Um, well, I, Laurel, we've, we've. Speaking of swinging, we're going to swing into the. Right. Well, we've put off this subject too much and we know that uh, when people tune in, they don't want to hear about Vegas. They don't want to hear about kidney stone surgery. They're here to hear about an important TV show that we talk about almost every week, and that is How Did You Enjoy the End of Game? I knew this was coming! I knew this was coming! Um, It's probably the most boring review ever, which is... It was fine. That's kind of how I felt. I expected Um, them to really bomb the finale and just go out completely out of left field, and I feel like they were kind of like, uh, let's just tie everything up as best as we can and not really move the needle except for maybe one character and prove with it this mystery we set up from the beginning we never really actually came to a finish on and everyone's got an ending now yeah I, I, I it was fine I think I'll have, I'll have a better sense of it once we get further I liked this eighth season better than most people there's a sizable chunk that just makes me angry um, but nothing that has happened to anybody is funnier than how angry Tara got when at the beginning of the last episode, Arya just walks up and Tara goes, what happened to the horse? Where did the horse go? She's not even going to get off the horse. What was the point of the horse? And like all through the season finale, I'm like, I need you to give, I need you to let this horse thing go. She's like, but why? I like, I wasn't as mad as everyone else. Cause I'm like, well, this is going to mean something. It meant nothing. It meant, and I'm like, yeah, it was just all of a sudden episode seven became a nineties, uh, girl with a horse movie for about 10 full minutes. I mean, I think that the it meant nothing can be applied to so many plot lines that were carried through and then just wrapped up so clumsily in this in the eighth season. Um, mm. People, if you've not if you've not watched Game of Thrones and you feel like you will or you haven't finished the season and you want to, like, go ahead and skip ahead. But the seasons of work we put into Jamie Lannister's redemption arc. <laughs> oh. To then have him be like, and oh, uh, you know what? Turns out, even though I left Cersei because she could, she tr- burned all these people. I'm gonna go back because let's just burn all these people. I it was just uh, that was really disappointing. I and it was funny. It, it's funny because all these people came out of the woodwork and they're like, "Well, Jamie was always like this." And I'm like, "Do you not understand character development?" Or like, like The Sopranos is a really good show, but at the end of the day, The Sopranos, like was about how these people couldn't break out of the cycle, but they led up to that. Like, it, the, mm-hmm. the the show was multiple full cycles and them going back. So you, when those characters went back to how they were, that was the point of the show. This being one cycle was just like, well, that's, you know, that sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they, they didn't show Jamie keep going back and keep going back. He kept getting better and better and better. And then it was just nothing. And that, and also that brand literally disappeared for an entire season. And then they were like, you know what? Stories are important. So you're going to be our king now. And I was like, oh, this is basically D&D, as they call the two like creators oh. of Game of Thrones, patting themselves on the back for being writers oh, and talking Laurel, about for stories. A, for, a, for a second there, I thought you we were going to talk about Dungeons & Dragons are not. on this podcast, finally. <laughs> so like the first 12 tweets I saw talking about D&D, I was like, what are all these connections between Dungeons & Dragons and Game of Thrones people are making that I'm not following? And I was like, oh, we're talking about I mean, D.B. Weiss and Dave Benioff. A lot Got of, it. Yeah, there's a lot of connections i'm sure there are but they were like in reading the (laughs) tweets i was like i don't think that's what they're talking about so um 
brand and I mean if you haven't seen the end of Game of Thrones like I don't know what to tell you at this point like I I, I don't think it's a show you can casually watch skip ahead a few minutes brand becoming king did not bother me well at this, because, this point kind of nothing could bother me in the finale but well that was part of it well actually here's my reaction was are you f kidding me and then I was like you know what why not why That's, not <laughs> that was my thing is I was like sure that's fine. And it, and it did allow for everyone who I originally I wanted to be king to go off and do what they wanted. Like, Sansa, like, works better as the Queen of the North. Arya gets to become Christopher Columbus, like, and just kind of sail off and have her own adventures. Jon gets to retire to the North and no one ever bothers him again. Like, that's what all, like, the, like you know, I, I don't see anybody else. There wasn't really anyone else that was alive at that point that I would see better on that throne. Except Tormund. So how happy were you when John goes back to Castle Black and you just see from behind the outline of Tormund's hair? <laughs> I was really excited, but then he didn't do anything. So I was like, well, this, I, this is dumb. <laughs> uh, I was very much like Tara and the horse. When Ghost returns and John finally gives Ghost some affection, I was like, yes, thank the Lord. <laughs> I also feel like I... that was a quick reshoot after they heard how upset we all were. Well, no, it wasn't because in a show where they, multiple people fl fly on dragons, they always made a big deal about how expensive it was to make a dire yes. wolf. So, so, I don't know. It's funny. when they... I didn't realize Ghost had lost his ear in... The Battle of Winterfell. I don't know how I missed that up until so, now. So, oh, you I just only never saw it when, when John gave him the brush off and just said to Torment, take him with you. He belongs up north. And then you see Ghost whine. He's missing an ear at that point. And I we must were... have just thought his head i must have just missed that it looks a little if you just glance at it, it looks a little like his ears just almost flipped or like tucked yeah back. that might have been but what then I he like turns was. his head i've also i watched that episode twice so you're just like wait he doesn't have an ear and he's like covered in blood um so yeah. i i i think season episode two was was great and there's a lot of stuff in the last like we talk about like a lot of people's loops being closed but some of them i really enjoyed like i liked pods being closed but like pod this whole season everything pod did was great well, he, <laughs> but like i think pod was maybe the best he also did very little this season let's be honest exactly so he didn't <laughs> and, have much to like disappoint now. with he's what he's a full night like he's yes mm -hmm. and he has that such a good smug hat not smug but like just happy yes, face please of, like, he always looks very please pleased. thank you um, yes. Yeah, I think the first two episodes of the season were good. I think episode one was fantastic. I really liked it. Um, oh, really? We, we Yeah, Winterfell, um, where everyone comes back. It's so great. But um, mm. did we talk about the fact that Arya and Gendry hook up? And how, because like, we know we talked about how excited we were that we thought they had like a little flirtation going on. I don't know if we did on the show. Oh, I, we talked I'm about it on Gchat. It. We talked about it on Gchat. That's right. Because I was, I was told, excited that you told me I had Arya puritanical had some, views about. I know you do because sexuality. you're like I don't want to see little sister. So, if you just Arya's watched, thirsty. if you've just watched episodes from season one when Arya's like 11 years old, and then suddenly <laughs> you have Arya demanding that Gendry take his pants off, it's a little jarring. <laughs> you're like you're like the father of the bride looking at old pictures of his daughter before before the wedding, going like my little girl's all grown up, let them grow. There's actually a really good episode of Blackish that I just watched. Um, it's from this season. I'm a little behind, so I don't know when it aired, but um, where their youngest daughter, who's like 14, 13 or 14, gets a boyfriend and, um, or is caught at a school dance making out with a boy. And Andre the dad freaks out and like takes her bedroom. I thought you were about to say Andre the giant. I was like, what? <laughs> he freaks out and takes her door off the hinges and is like, she's not my little girl anymore and everything. And then, but then they have a really good like, why are we acting like this? This is normal. This is part of growing up. Yeah. Like, um, she doesn't have to tell us everything. Like, it's it's a really good, like, growth moment for them. Two quick things before we get into the thing. So one tweet I did want to uh, 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 read to you about the Game of Thrones ending. 19 years later. But, Dad, what if I get put in House Lannister? John kneels before his son, puts a hand on his shoulder. Tyrion Eddard, Night King Snow. You were named after the bravest man I know and a magic zombie. <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy it. The second thing was after your blackish comment. Did I ever tell you the story about how I was grounded from having a door in my bedroom? Like your parents took your, your door away? Oh, my mother took my door away for like a couple weeks. 
what were you doing? Do we want to know? Is this safe for the podcast? No, it wasn't. It was. I was reading like comics when I was supposed to get ready for for school or something. And she's like, "I've told you a million times. You know what? I have to watch you all the time. You don't deserve a door." And I was like, uh, "What?" And then she comes back with a hammer and a flathead screwdriver and goes, "Bam!" Floop, bam! Just like takes the things out and puts the door away. And then my dad always tells the story. He pulls in and then like my door is like sitting against the wall in the in the garage. And he's like, "Well, this can't be good." <laughs> Your mom is kind of my hero right now in that instance. <laughs> It was also unfortunate because it was, like, right in my, like, puberty days. So I'm like, there's nowhere I can change in that room without someone seeing. I'm like, Mom, this is really (laughs) – why would you do this? Like, you know, so I'm, like, basically getting changed, like, in my closet so no one can see me. My weird, lanky-ass body. (laughs) Stop laughing at my puberty voice. (laughs) Or if you're going to laugh that much, you have to make noise. Yes, so I'm sorry, I'm sorry, listeners. I've been laughing silently. Yes, and because sometimes when you do that, it sounds like you're just like laying out on me on jokes. This like, also, I like to... this does remind me a little bit of like when I lived in the sorority house. Like, there you shared a room with another person, so you didn't always mm-hmm. have a ton of privacy when you were like changing. So you would find all mm-hmm. these like creative ways. <laughs> Of how you, like, set up your room. I remember once Amy and I had a room, room one, which was the best room in the house. Oh, gosh, we missed that room. Um, where instead of having accordion closet doors, we had, like, wardrobe closet doors. It was the only room in the house that mm-hmm. had those. So we actually had, like, our own, like, changing area, which was so nice. I'm suddenly imagining, like, you walking behind it and all these clothes going <laughs> flying up in the air. I don't That's the first thing that popped in my head. Yes, that, that, that's, that's what would happen, just clothes flying. <laughs> Let's uh, let's let's get on with the show, guys. Uh, hello, Seattle. I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're the Craniacs. We uh, get together sometimes and we talk about <laughs> when the when the moon is full and Mercury is in retrograde, we come together to talk about Frasier. Yes. Laurel here is the resident Frasier expert. I am relatively new to the series, although now we have just finished season three, so I think we're getting we're getting we're getting in there. We are. We are This is my junior year, I guess. Yeah, we have made a lot of a lot of progress um, on this. We are going to be talking about the final episode of season three, um, which is episode 24 called You Can Go Home Again. I don't have the Netflix synopsis. I have the IMDb synopsis because I was looking at all the episodes together. Okay, uh, good. Um, I have the Netflix one and I think it's the same ones you've been looking at before and it's like a paragraph long. <laughs> on the third year anniversary of Frasier's show, Frasier's show is very hard to say Roz gives him a tape of their first broadcast Frazier listens to it flashing back to his rough first day on the job and his rougher attempt on the same day to reconnect with Martin that is a very good synopsis that is a very good synopsis and this we may be doing the IMDB ones from now on out the part where it takes them back to where Frazier visits Martin for the first time since moving back to Seattle I had remembered as being a different episode I actually remember that as being the pilot so when it didn't happen in the pilot I was like when did that so I'm glad we finally got to it. <laughs> I I very much enjoyed this episode a lot. Yeah, I saw your G chat when I logged on that you really that you really liked it. So what what is it that really like struck you or stood out to you? Well, I, after talking about disappointing uh, season enders, uh, this Frazier has had some real solid ones. Um, I liked going back and seeing. You know, I usually like ones where Frazier kind of. It's funny to me to see Frasier fail. That's more funny to me mm-hmm. than, you know, in season one we always talk about, or I always talk about because I can't get over it, about how he had all those supermodel girlfriends. And I think there's some more stuff in that season where it was like stuff, funny stuff was happening around Frasier. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing Frasier kind of taken down a peg. And I also liked seeing it from the aspect of him looking back and being like, oh, wasn't I so, such a rube back then wasn't mm-hmm. I so so green and he him coming in and not trying to figure out what his catchphrase is and falling out of the chair and I liked that Roz was like we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this I liked Roz kind of having this mentor relationship to Frazier at one point um, I liked seeing Niles although you know Niles' arc Niles is a pretty changed character but I felt like he's there's still so much of season one Niles mm-hmm. and season three Niles I liked the bit where Daphne kind of runs <laughs> where He's like, I, I love Maris so much. He steps away from the table, and Daphne happens to be nervosa and is like, can I borrow some salt? Yeah, some she does, sugar, and then, yeah. <laughs> or some sugar. 
And then Niles comes back and, like, starts smelling the air and looking confused. I thought that was pretty good. Um, was this the – yeah, so this is also the one – there's some good Niles-Daphne moments. I like the moment where Niles – Daphne is trying to figure out, should I go to uh, Acapulco or should I see my family? You know, I, 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 I seeing my family is hard. I should go on this vacation. And then she's like, well, I should – maybe I should just put on my bikini and – and let, my, see, and, see and let my hips decide. I let my hips decide. And the, there's, like, this long moment of Niles looking. Like, we've gotten to that point where Niles can tell the joke without telling yes, the joke. Yes, yes. I, I, I was going to comment that either not, we've gotten used to Niles and we don't think he's as creepy or they've toned down his creepiness. I think you're right, that now it's a little bit more physical. they found the balance. Yeah. It's because I, I will still stand behind the, the, the one in the RV as him. Blair Witch style filming her is, did not hold up well, but this this is almost charming. Where he's like, he, he almost turns to Fraser and goes like, "Give me a minute. I know I'm supposed to say something here." Yeah. But what does he say? He's just like, maybe you, you know. Sometimes you should celebrate. Yeah, maybe at we home. should celebrate at home because he's gonna take Fraser out to dinner, and he's like, maybe we should yeah. celebrate at home. And I and I really like that we see Fraser having a hard time connecting with with Martin when he's younger, and when they connect, when it shows Martin coming and goes, "Hey, I heard your show." It's not, you know, he's not overly supportive or like, "I did turn on your show and I love listening to it." He's like, they they have the whole back and forth that's joking, and they both, you know, it's a it's a loving joke of you listen to my show. He's like, "Well, I fell asleep during the Marlins game and I woke up and it was on." Yeah, and I. And I listened to ten whole minutes before I fell asleep again. <laughs> and he and 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 uh, you know, Fra- he's, Fraser has a funny line after I forgot what it was, but he's you know happy about that. But it's not, you know, it's three years, so it's not like Niles has gone from like we don't re- we haven't talked in years to like now we're best buds and super supportive. He's supportive and kind of a fun. It's it it feels natural. It feels real. Yeah, and I think probably because we've been watching the shows rather close together, I remember mm-hmm. season one Martin a lot more. And a lot more clearly and they have done because i i can't point to any one episode where there's a big change in martin's personality so they i think they have done a really good job of just showing their relationship growing over time well i also think it's it's the, the it's you know a third year of these uh actors these very good actors yeah. living in these characters yeah I think and that's they're kind really of settling point. into who they are yeah um and especially like uh, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit in season one. Like, there in a lot of first seasons of shows, if a character has a, a you know some aspect that's kind of annoying, you'll usually see that go away after a while. But it's because like they, fi- they you know they don't film it, release it, and then film episode yeah. two. Like they film a bunch of them, so like it takes a while, especially before the internet really took off here. There, it took a while for them to get feedback on some of these characters. Yeah, yeah, no, it's very true. It's very true. Um, and I they th- just had to rely on like oh. network notes. Yeah, well, or like, hey, I love you and Frasier. Here's a thought. Like, yeah. you know, it, like it's like that's how they got you got that information, people. Now, uh, actors are lousy with notes from online fans. Like, if any of them are on Twitter, it's a nightmare. Well, it's also like speaking of harking back to the Game of Thrones finale, a lot of people felt like this final season was fan service, and that. The creators were just constantly thinking about what the fans would think of different things, being like, "Well, we got to keep the fans happy and make sure this happens." So, well, that's interesting because I, I, I liked the fan service. Some of the fan service was my favorite part when it was fan service at the expense of a character. Like, there's a part where Arya and the Hound have gone all the way to King's Landing, and Arya's like, "I'm going to kill Cersei," and the Hound's like, "No," and she's like, "You're right." And I was like, well, that happened super fast. And I think it's interesting that Arya had, like, was changed, made, you know, had that had her mind changed so quickly. But it gave us a really nice moment between the Hound and Arya. And I was willing to forego some of that for what I thought were good character moments. Yes. And some people were upset about that. They were like, why? Truly, they would have had that conversation on the on the ride down. I was like, yeah, probably not. You don't know these characters very well, very well if you think they're chit-chatting the whole ride from also- Winterfell to King's Landing. <laughs> Also, it's it's rushed. I get that. Yeah. We need to get to the end of the thing. My problem wasn't how rushed it was. It was where they put... Anyway, we're, this yeah. is not a Game yeah, of Thrones podcast. Game of Thrones podcast. <laughs> I, I listened to four of them, so we don't need another one. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't I don't have a ton to say about that. I mean, I, you know, I do, but it's just all praise. I got to be honest. When we talked about uh, putting together, like, our top three, our top list of the episodes for this one... 
for this season. I like this episode a lot, and I tend to always like the season finales. They they have a good way of being tender without being, you know, too saccharine. So I went back and looked at because I couldn't. I, I remember the first season finale where it's um my coffee with Niles where he and Niles mm-hmm, are at Nervosa mm-hmm. and Niles says are you happy and Fraser really thinks about like that so I couldn't remember season two but now as I as I read it on Wikipedia I do Fraser tries to cheer up it's called Dark Victory Fraser tries to cheer up Roz unhappy because she's missing a family reunion by inviting mm. her to a birthday party starting from Martin and that was a blackout episode yes that was a, that was a season finale mm-hmm. mm. yeah um yeah so yeah. It's funny, this episode doesn't really stand out to me, but the more we talk about it, the more I do find it kind of endearing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, you know, I like the, the big sum up at the end where, where Frazier goes, you know what, you can have another week off. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good way to, you know, without going like, you should go to your family. Like, like I, I like that the, 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 I like shows that don't tell you what the answer is. You know, that's not too preachy. It's not like, you should go be with your family mm-hmm. or f your family go to acapulco he's like you know what take two weeks off because family is important but i know that family means you'll need that week in acapulco yeah yeah you ever do that i don't know we blink quickly because i know your parents listen to this but do you ever have times when you go on vacation and see your family and you're like oh man i need a weekend from that weekend yes (laughs) okay i was gonna wait to say no i was gonna say Laurel has held up a sign that says "Help me." No. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I also I just also just think travel in general is can be tiring. So. Yes, that's always funny to me. I, I think about times like that when I come back from things, and I'm like, like like whenever Tara and I come back from a trip, we put all our stuff, leave in the kitchen. I'm like, I'm gonna go play some video games. I'm tired. Like it's like, dude, you just went on vacation. Like this is the time to get stuff done. But like, you're just so worn out from it. I have started trying to actually build in a, a day like trying to come home obviously you can't do this on weekend trips but like on longer trips coming home on a saturday so i have all of sunday mm-hmm. to like do laundry and put stuff away and like kind of ease back into a routine mm-hmm. because yeah i'm so tired from traveling so I, I mean it's it's rough it's rough and 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 we apologize to any of our <laughs> to anyone else who's having to listen to this going <laughs> who has real problems yeah I mean well I also have a friend who's a flight attendant and I'm just like I don't know how you do it I don't either uh, um so do we want to talk uh, about season three at large a little bit well we need to rate this and I had one more oh, thing I wanted I'm to sorry. bring up I really like I love when Fraser meets uh, Eddie and I love when Frazier's done how he like because Fra- I'm like are we going to spend this whole season with this whole series with Frazier being like don't look at me Eddie and he's like you never change you rascal and like really like roughs up Eddie for a second in a way that I was like that is so that was that was John petting ghost <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what, how John should have said goodbye to ghost well, and doesn't he almost like kiss Eddie like he like buries I think he does day, like- I think he does and Ed- and Eddie runs away. Yes. It's the first time he's like, "You're just gonna stay here forever." And Eddie's like, "Oh, I'm out of here." Yeah. Like the second, the second he shows emotions. Um, do you have any LOLs for this one? Um, I, I so I didn't take notes. Um, so I, I, I don't. I did really enjoy Niles's attempts at forced like jubilation when they visited Martin, <laughs> <laughs> and Martin's like, "I'm coming, hold your horses." And Niles is like, "Ha ha, I haven't heard that." one before and just like acting like martin has completely changed ever since he's been shot and now has like a new lease on life <laughs> to the point <laughs> was, that martin's yeah. like are you drunk yeah um i liked the line where he was talking about like why is it so hard to to want to go back and be with family and fraser was like that's what makes life so rich though not as rich as a psychiatrist or something like that I, man he had a much you know what We've got time. I'm going to look it up here on... Um, we did have a guest caller. IMDb. I don't know who that um, was. Her name is Sherry Lansing, and I was like, I will find out who this is, as I've never heard of her. And I realized why. She's mainly famous for being a producer. At one point, she was the head of Paramount Pictures. She was... Oh, wow. An actress who had was in, like, one episode of a dozen different TV shows. Her last acting credit is Frasier. Mm. Um, and it said in the 70s, she basically quit acting and went into, like development and and producing and stuff so um so yeah there's no reason we should know her the the line i liked oh dr crane why is it so easy to love our families yet so hard to like them which is a good line in and of itself 
And then he says, well, Daphne, that's one of those questions that makes life so rich and psychiatrist richer. Just uh, I, good psychiatry jokes on Fraser are just mwah, just, just good. I like them. Um, how would you rate this one? Um, I think I, I don't think I'm probably gonna rate it as high as you likely will. I think I would mm-hmm. give this. Um, I think I would give this seven cassette tapes. Uh, I think I'm gonna give it eight. Uh, I liked it a lot. It was it, it was also it's been a while since I've watched Frasier, so maybe that has a little bit to do with it. But I'm gonna give it eight. Uh, whatever hat that was Daphne was wearing in the oh, Cafe Nervosa. Yeah. It wasn't like was a it? blossom hat where like it wasn't the like. Kind of, it's kind of a cross between a blossom hat and a beret. Okay. Was, but uh, it was funny because was she in that whole scene and I just didn't notice her. I noticed her right before she appeared. I was like, oh my god, I think that's Daphne back there. I oh, so I didn't notice her right before. I didn't notice her until she came up and asked for the sugar. So I don't. Right, I don't right. know. Mm. Let's go back and check that out. Well, good. Season three in the books, people. Yeah. Laurel, how you how you feel about it? Um, so it's funny looking back on the season I can't say there were many episodes that were ones that were super memorable to me as Frasier episodes mm-hmm. but there are some that have really grown on me as I've aged and matured um, mm-hmm. so I don't, I don't know if we're like picking favorite episodes yet but I'm going to go I have, and do I, it well I mean we can talk a little bit about like some of the stuff in the season like this was the season where we met and said goodbye to uh, Kate Costas yes Yes. Um, this is the this is the season. One where... of my favorite guest stars of Frasier. Like, yeah, she had a very good run. I kind of wish she'd been in a little more. And that she got a better um, send off. Yeah, that was her weakest episode. Was the last. Yeah, one. Yeah, where, where we said that it felt like maybe she got like pulled onto another TV show, and they're like, oh, we got to write her out real fast. <laughs> yeah, 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 it looks like they had, yeah, like she, like she, like they had a plan for her. They didn't have a plan. They didn't have this plan for yeah. her. Yeah. Um, this is the season where Niles, uh, did he, did, has he gotten a divorce or is he just, he and, he and Maris at least have split up, um, mm-hmm. and are in like, I guess, separated divorce proceedings. And that actually, I think might've been my favorite episode from this season. Uh, what was that one called? Episode eight. The last time I saw Maris. Mm, that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, and that one also had, had its own, like physical comedy to remember when Niall starts breaking things um oh yeah yeah yeah, that was good that was just a really good um, that's that's kind of I mean this is a this is a, 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 a 22 minute uh sitcom so like you don't have big moments in it like this but like that's how I felt about this season is like I can't tell you a lot of like I can't tell you individual episodes, but I feel like I can tell you big broad strokes in the season mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I think um, I think that's a good point um, that this episode, this season, is not so much memorable for like the minutia as it is for mm-hmm. like the overall arcs. But I but but I like this one. It felt like they're definitely moving forward. I one of the ones I really enjoyed that I think uh, I can't remember. I I don't think you liked it as much as I did. But the show where Diane comes back. Mm-hmm. Speaking of of fan services, that was a real. You know, having watched the show for three years and, you know, finally getting something from, or not finally, but getting like a really good, especially since the season before was the Sam one I didn't like. Yeah. Um, but that was just, I, I really enjoyed that one. I really loved uh, <laughs> the, 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 the play that was at Cheers. Yes. Where everyone's in love uh, with Diane. Mm hmm. I remember I think you didn't like it because, like, you didn't really like the Diane character. Yes. It was hard to jump in the middle of. Yeah, that, that, that kept being like, is this what she's like on Cheers? And it, it, it is, but, like, you have, like, Cheers is always funny because, like, she's kind of, like, in that Frasier role of I am the smartest one in the room and everyone else is, like, bringing her back down to reality. Yeah. Um, was I gonna say we I think uh only because maybe perhaps I just recently listened to this episode but we really and I think we both really liked episode 22 Frasier loves Roz where Roz I've got that down here yeah I think that was one that we both really liked for like the furthering of Frasier and Roz's friendship yes because it was also followed by one of my like most forgettable ones which is the focus yes which is so sad because that is uh Tony Shalhoub is not a guest star to uh, to to squander. Um, yeah, Frasier loves Roz was really good. I like that was another one that like had a very decent heartfelt. You know, I I, I feel like 
you know, two two people not falling in love and being friends while not like a super deep or or not well not like a very tough topic to tackle like isn't it's not one that they normally do on a lot of broad strokes uh sitcoms and i think they do a lot when they do stuff like that i like it i liked it here a lot yeah you know it wasn't it wasn't let's have a season where they start sleeping together or start dating or whatever let's have them address why that why we're not gonna do this hopefully fingers crossed yeah well Um, i also i i have a uh I, I, I'm always annoyed when TV shows are like, it, it's a guy and a girl and they're friends, so of course they're going to end up together. Like, my friends and I yeah. used to joke when my my last roommate here in D.C. was a, a guy, a straight guy, and yeah. and I was like, the setup is basically a sitcom. Like, our friends said they're either going to fall in love or kill each other, and I was like, or option C, which is that we just became really good friends. <laughs> and, like, that, it's like, yeah, that can, that can happen where you're just really good friends with somebody. And you don't like, end up together. And you don't... And it's not like one of you wants to end up together and the other is like not. It's just... it's It can yeah. happen, people. TV yeah, makes you think was, it can't. So those are two... I did kind of like my three favorite ones other than You Can Come Home Again because we talked about that. Um, did you have any others you want to talk about? I got one more. So wh- one that I kind of consider just one that's very memorable to me, partly because I, I sang the promo for it, was episode 13, Moon Dance, when Niles takes... Uh, Daphne to like a society ball. Yes, um, I like that one a lot. That that was up there for that's me. That's all. That's just a, that's a very memorable one from this season for me. That like even coming into this season, I could have told you about. So um, I, I I think it didn't make it into mine because of the whole her kissing him. Like she like I I'm like you're being they're writing her to be a little bit. Do what? It was a bridge too far. Yeah, it was. It was. It was like Daphne. Come on. <laughs> like fun fact though i'm looking at the synopsis here on wikipedia and it has one two three four five six seven eight and it has nine writers on that yeah, episode i remember us, i think we talked about that i i don't remember us talking about that part of it but maybe we did like all the other episodes have one or two writers so right, i'm like right, wow right. how much help did that one need <laughs> i guess i mean i guess they were trying to do it right like the whole daphne niles thing was a big big issue um anyway please what what is your uh What's... So I, I like putting one on these end of lists. Like see, when I think about these, I like the ones that are big, um, uh, themes or they 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 do something to the characters or like it's a bit you know they progress kind of the the series plot a little further. But I also like the ones the one I put here was chest pains mm-hmm. because it's I love this sh- show because like I'd almost like at the end of this thing do like a top ten. Not necessarily bottle episodes, but like low stakes episodes. Like, and I love, I love this one because I thought it was, you know, it's, it's, I, 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 I I thought the whole idea of Martin being unable to, to, to lose and Frazier being unable to accept Martin winning was good. And I just remember, (laughs) like, Frazier, like, didn't he set off a a fire alarm? He did. He stopped smoking outside Martin's bedroom. Yeah. Dad, while you're up, I, like I'm just it's just it's just nice like it's a good funny one as it, I I just liked it a whole lot and I I don't know oh. it's another one like we're talking about like I was saying earlier where I like when Frasier kind of gets his well Wikipedia also tells me that that's the same episode where Niles adopts that dog that's basically Maris in dog form the very very oh, yeah, thin the like whip it, whip it. <laughs> yeah um and I always thought that was a really funny one, too. Um, I do like that they also describe it as the animal he brings back to the pet shop, not the dog. <laughs> like, the creature, the thing. That's just really funny. Um, so, it, Wikipedia almost contradicts itself here in that it says that it had an average viewership of 13 million, but I'm scrolling down through the episode list, and all of the episodes are at 25 million viewers or more, so I don't... Is that how many million, or is that, like, a Nielsen? No, it says... No, that's million. Yeah, it says million. Um... So, obviously, this was back in the day when a lot more people watched TV live. Yeah, Because um, the finale had 30 million viewers. I do want to get to the Emmys for this season. Let me, let me oh, find that. Oh, let's page. do that. Um, so, it looks like, what was this? Season 3, so 1996. Um, it won for Best Comedy Series. Mm-hmm. Um, and it won for, oh, it won for writing for Moondance. All nine nice. of those people won an Emmy. <laughs> and the the stage was flooded. Yes. 
Um, I'd be. I almost want to look up that acceptance speech and see if. Must, let me see what we can find. If, if there's really nine people on stage. So both Kelsey Grammer and David High Pierce were nominated, but did not win. And they were nominated for three of their guest stars were nominated. Bob in The Friend, who played The Friend. Um, I know we both really disliked that episode. Was nominated. Jerome, Bel- the guy who played Jerome Belasco, Harris Eulin in Word to the Wise Guy was nominated. When Daphne needs the- some help getting out of like um, a parking ticket or something. Or Maris needs help getting out of a parking ticket. Yes. Um, I, uh, I I will say from The Friend, I have heard the term Tam O'Shanter way more often than <laughs> since learning that like there's a podcast i listen to and i guess they have a bar near them called tam o'shanter and that's where the wonder they go hang out at you're like aha um and shelly like, long just... was nominated for her for her appearance but she didn't none of them won so um yeah i'd say this was a good season yeah i I've, i think I've... i'm i'm can't complain um I'm really excited, though, for us to move on to season four and move on into where, honest, I don't know if season four has them, but I think seasons like four, five, and six have some of my, like, just a very large concentration of some of my favorite episodes. So I am really excited for us to move on to... VIEs? VIEs, yes. um, But as... And listeners, um, a new thing we're, we're instituting, and maybe we've talked about this on the podcast, that I will not tell Ryan when a VIE is upcoming. <laughs> it is not until we are about to record. Yeah, because you think it gives it an unfair but, oh, I think I think you all said the same thing, that then you're, like, watching the episode very closely. and I'm like, why does Laurel like this so much? Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say there is – I know there's at least one VIE in um, season four, and it actually might be one of my favorite – like, it's it's – if it's not my favorite episode, it's in like my top five. So I'm really excited for us to get to it. Um, no pressure, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode you're going to be like. <laughs> I, I, yeah. It's the same reason when I, sometimes I go see the Marvel movies or the Star Wars movies. And then I go see them a second time because I have such a specific idea of what I want them to be. Cause I love those movies so mm-hmm. much. I love them better the second, second time. Cause I think I was the only person who wasn't super impressed by Thor Ragnarok and then I saw it second I'm like okay I get it oh yeah um Amy's husband I went and visited Amy and her family a few weeks ago in Nashville and her husband was like I was telling him he went to go see Avengers Endgame while we were there and I was telling him how I'm not really into the Avengers series and I was like you know there's 21 movies 22 movies or something I like nobody's got time for that and so I was like, I just need, like, what are the movies I have to watch? And the next morning he was like, Laurel, I gave it a lot of thought. And I, <laughs> I imagine you waking up and he's, like, in the room, like, <laughs> in a chair. Like, you're like, ha. Ah, ah. <laughs> and he's like, hi, and he holds up a Hello. list. Um, and he was like, I gave it a lot of thought. I think I've got you down to ten. And I was like, it's, ten is. Ten's still a lot. Ten's a lot. But, like, ten's like you watch a movie a week for a few months. Twenty-two is, like. I mean, it's like um, half a year. Did I did well? They did a cool thing at the uh, Alamo where they just ran you through. Like if you came early, it went all right. Here's everything yeah, you, you need told, to know. Yeah, you told me about that, but not all of us live by an Alamo draft house. So fair enough. Although you know we do have them here in like Woodbridge or Ashburn. I was about to say you don't want to drive to to Loudoun County or Loudoun or whatever it's called. Loudoun County, where once Loudoun one County. flake of snow falls and they cancel everything. Um. One of my we went to go hang out with my parents uh, recently, and I was talking to my dad, and I came up. He wanted to go see Endgame, and I'll tell you why. No, none of one in my family would go see Endgame with him in a minute. But he's like, "Oh, we could see Endgame while you're here," and I'm like, "Oh man, uh, I you know maybe I know because part of the reason we went is because my dad's like, I miss you, I haven't seen you in a while." So I'm like, "Okay, we'll do something my dad wants to do." And he goes, "I haven't seen the other one though." Oh, Infinity like, War? you haven't seen Infinity War? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you have to see Infinity War. Well, you can bring that and we'll see both of them. I'm like, Dad, that's six hours of movies you've just committed us to. And we're only there Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> like, this is a lot. Um, what we did end up watching uh, at my mother's request that I very much enjoyed and didn't think I wasn't going to was the Dorsey Literary and Potato Peel Guernsey. Pie Society. Guernsey. Guernsey. Dorsey is another literary and potato yes. peel pie society. That yes. One. Oh yeah. Oh, you like that? Yeah, I enjoyed that. That's a Netflix movie. I liked it a lot, folks. Um, mostly because I liked that it had things about the war I didn't know. 
but I but the reason I don't want to see that with my I go and that's a minimum of six hours, Dad. I'm going to have to pause the movie every four minutes to explain to you who's that guy, what that guy say when I said who's that guy because that's and I'm like and this is the worst two movies for that because there are 92 characters. Yeah, it's it is okay. um I mean it's it's not unlike somebody tuning into Game of Thrones season eight. It's like okay. Yeah. I like. I don't have time to to, to, to catch you up on this. Yeah. But guys, if you're interested in talking to us about, I don't know, Avengers, Game of Thrones, uh, kidney uh, procedures, or want to just tell us what you thought about season three of Frasier, uh, I almost said give us a call, but uh, give us a call. Here's Laurel's phone number. No, I was gonna say um, no. people who are friends of us, friends of ours. Yeah, go, fair enough. Go ahead and give us a call. I mean, if you want to just call me, I'll. I haven't heard from you. I don't answer while. numbers. I don't know. So good luck, guys. There you <laughs> go. Uh, give us a uh, <laughs> shoot us an email. Uh, we are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S. I spell it out every time on the podcast, and I get it wrong myself all the time. Don't forget that e. Um, craniacs. Craniacs. <laughs> well, we are at craniacs on Twitter. We have a Facebook page. That's where. I would say the majority of the, 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 the side conversations, the links are getting mm-hmm. sent around. Um, check that out. And we are on Stitcher, Spotify. Overcast. Over, overture. <laughs> so it was Overcast. And iTunes. So check us out. Give us a five-star review. Uh, if you want to give us a four-star review, Laurel has a, a better idea for you. Yes. Um, when you are all cut up on Craniacs and you need another podcast to listen to, may I recommend a podcast called I Hate It But I Love It, which is two <laughs> Canadian ladies talking about those guilty can, pleasure can... movies that you hate but you also love. And they talk about what they hate and love about movies. There's a lot of love in the podcast for the movies, but they also point out the really problematic parts too, especially for movies that came out in the early 2000s that haven't aged well. Some highlight episodes for me have been Bring It On, 13 Mm. Going On 30. Um, There's one on The Rock that I've downloaded but I haven't listened to, which I'm excited to listen to because I love The Rock. Um, So All of those aren't guilty to me. They're just pleasures. Well, there you go. I haven't seen 13 Going On 30. Uh, You haven't seen 13 Going On 30? Is that what you said? No. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I actually like own that movie. Um, the one I've never been kissed, I was actually slightly offended um, by, but um, not not seriously. But they were just like, there are lots of problems with this. And I was like, ah! Um, but yeah, I, I, anyway, I recommend if anything, it makes you want to go back and watch these movies again. Because um, if anything, it just reminds me how much I really do love these movies. So I, I love it. I hate it. It's called I Hate It, But I Love It. Or as they call it, oh, I, I Hide By Lie. <laughs> Um, I hate it, but I love it. Okay. And on uh, Twitter, it's Hate Love Podcast. So apparently they also do a really good deep dive into You've Got Mail, which I'm interested to listen to. Um, so, yeah, again, only after you're caught up on Craniacs, which shouldn't be hard Let's... because we're averaging an episode every three weeks right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll try and kick up again, guys. Like like we always say, we've got we, we've got lives, damn it. We've got we things. We do. And, you know, I, I can't help it that Ryan does not consult the Craniacs calendar when he plans travel. And he always plans travel on weekends or when I'm in stones. town. <laughs> oh, yeah. And kidney stones. Like. <laughs> but, yeah, guys. Uh, give us, shoot us an email. And enjoy your weeks until we hear from you again. And uh, until then, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, guys. Thank you.